well, boredom, it seems like I've been giving you a really bad rap. And today I want to make that up. I know that nothing is ever totally innocent or totally guilty. So today I'm going to do you a solid. Don't worry, I gotcha. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wismack. So join us on the flip as I talk about, yeah, the secret gifts of wisdom. I'll see you on the flip. Man, me and boredom, oh, we don't get along. Like even on the A part, I said the secret gifts of wisdom, and it's the secret gifts of boredom. You know, I can just imagine boredom boredom looking at me and saying, you dirty dog, why you always do me so wrong? And today I want to make up for that because what would I be like if I were only skewing things one way? Remember, we know about polarity here on this here podcast, and we know how to inhabit the both the left and the right and the neutral middle. So today, I want to hop over to the other side and just talk about some of the gifts of boredom. And I want to start off by saying, that you guys have heard me talk about when I was growing up and how my family, well, I want to say, if you've been listening to the podcast, hint, hint, go back and listen, you'll know that in my family, boredom was not tolerated, placated, or anything like that. And my mother and grandmother instilled in all of us kids that boredom was an indicator that you needed to get on your job to make yourself mentally um not mentally stable, but um, mentally agile enough to keep yourself engaged. My mother would proudly tell us that her her job description as a mother did not include eradicating our boredom and that that was a function that was solely ours to contend with. And uh, my grandmother, she was nice about it, but she would say, you know what? You need to go into the living room and collect your thoughts. And I've told you guys about how in that house, uh, you know, when it was built, um, paneling, wood paneling was real popular. And so even during the day, if she had those dark, heavy drapes, her custom drapes uh, closed and that dark paneling, she could have it where it felt like nighttime in that room. She would put our little happy selves in there and we would sit on the, on the carpeted floor. And, um, she had, um, tanks, aquariums in there with fish and stuff. So it was very tranquil. And now that I think back, I was like, you know, that was probably a meditation room the entire time. Uh, But in there was also the bookshelf with all of the big family Bible and encyclopedias and other books and trinkets and kitschkas from her travels. And so it was not boring in there. and, and, And of course, there was a a dining table, but I, I digress. I'm not trying to tell you all the furniture in the room. I'm just trying to paint the mood where you can understand that when she would tell us to go in there and collect our thoughts, we were able to do it, I think, because of the setting and the tone and mood of the room. So you got this dark, mellow out pa- paneling. Uh, the lights are off and the only lights in the room are um, 
coming from the three large aquariums against one of the walls. And then you got a bookshelf and we knew better now. I don't know if you guys had this growing up. My grandmother didn't believe in putting plastic on her furniture to preserve it, but she did believe that you should not be putting your butt on her furniture to preserve it. And that was another reason why we sat on the floor because she actually had white plush furniture in there. But I digress. Let me go back. Okay. Living down this memory lane is bringing up some stuff. Hmm. Okay. Maybe for another podcast, I'll go down that lane some more. Um, but the thing that I want to say is that there was a wisdom smack that I missed and I missed it because I was so busy vilifying, uh, boredom that I didn't realize that it was a portal. And I've told you guys before that I've been um, looking at Michael, uh, uh, Michael Talbot's uh, uh, holographic universe and uh, portal theories and all these kind of things. Yeah, I'm a geek. I know. And it has gotten me um, interested in changing my perspectives on all things that I might take one side on vehemently to try to see if I can see the different angle. And today, that's why we're taking a look at these secret gifts of boredom, because from my time as a kid, quote unquote, collecting my thoughts, I started to take for granted the things that boredom bestowed on me. You see, it was during those times that um, I would grab books or I would just lay down with my back um, on the on the floor and gaze up and let my mind wander. And at that time, we didn't have cell phones and all this kind of stuff. And I don't want to come off as one of those crotchety old people. In my day, we didn't have. But I do want to say this, that I am getting to the point now where I am seeing the efficacy of putting down the phone And for me, I am just like any other technologically attached person. Um, It's hard. But I I do notice now in my meditative times uh, to remind myself as soon as I get out of meditation, don't break the afterglow by jumping back on to technology, whether it be handheld, laptop or desktop. And it's been in those times that I've been able to start looking with more appreciation for boredom and for the slowing down of my thoughts and my and my uh, mental machinations. And so let's just go on and start talking about some of the few gifts because there are a lot of them and I can't cover them all in these few minutes. But what I do want to do is give you some inspiration and some insight and some hope for when you have a boredom attack. All right. So the first thing I want to say about the special gifts of boredom is that in this regard, boredom can be an invite, a specially customized invite just for you. If you find yourself bored with what you're doing, the first thing is if there is if there is an electronic device that is made for just a quick swipe and, and it is made to engage you, I'm going to say kind of like fight the power. Don't necessarily hop on the phone. Don't necessarily turn on a game or any of the other stuff that is made to keep us constantly engaged. And instead, take the journey that boredom is trying to invite you into. One of the things that I glossed over, and I know this, but for whatever reason, I just never knew it this way, was that 
my grandmother simply saying, collect your thoughts when we would say we were bored or whatever, it meant to allow ourselves to visualize and daydream and drift and portal jump. Um, I, I uh, personally can attest to the fact that our imaginations were so vivid, especially after a session of being in the living room where everything is quiet. My grandmother is off in the other part of the house doing whatever, you know, grownups did at the time. I, I know it's boring. She's probably washing, cleaning or doing something like that. But it gave us opportunity to come up with vivid imaginations to do things that we would not have been able to come up with if we had always been able to be a fingertip away from bombardment of uh, stimuli that constantly keeps us in the entertained, entertained kind of vein. You see, with boredom, boredom is one of the agents that helps you to be able to um, work things out in a trance. Boredom, and when I say boredom, I'm, I'm saying that boredom is the doorway, the invitation. It's up to you to move past that. So let me make sure I say that. It is kind of like the partition between you and visualization, daydreaming, and creativity. So you do have to take the step through the partition once boredom makes the invite. And don't just get wrapped up into, oh, there's nothing to do. I'm so bored. No, understand it for what it is. And then once you take the plunge, I almost said nesty plunge, but you guys might not know what I'm talking about because that's a very old American cartoon. I mean, not cartoon, but uh, commercial. But anyway, take the plunge. And when you start getting into this visualization, one thing I can remember uh, as a kid, and even now when I have those those infrequent bouts of boredom, <laughs> is that there seems to be a uh, lazy fairness about it, meaning that you don't necessarily have a sense of urgency or a destination. And thus the visualization is not so regimented where visualize your future and what you exactly want to have. No, the boredom type of uh, doorway to visualization has great possibilities and it has no boundaries. You, when there, I remember times where I was easily entranced for 20 plus minutes. And then I'm going to tell you, just, just truth is, truth is, that was some of the best nap time I got after I would allow myself to visualize, dream, imagine, and create. Um, different worlds, different peoples, different adventures in my head. And then to have that sleep, that deep little cat nap where you drift off and then 20, 30 minutes later, you feel refreshed and you feel like the world looks different. How many of you under the sound of my voice that you found yourself in a similar situation where boredom had your mind drift and you drifted and you didn't have the tight reins of control over it, where you weren't trying to get something or achieve something or build or establish something. No, this was kind of like just a sightseeing visualization that turned into a daydream that maybe even took you to different portals of lands that you never would have known that could be constructed. And then you kind of drifted off. And it wasn't necessarily a long drifting 
something off. It was just enough that when you came back and you opened your eyes, the world had a new little sparkle on it. It had a new little something extra, a little twinkle. Well, I'm going to tell you what my experience has been. And I actually even tried to go and look it up. And I found things about power naps and all this kind of stuff. So I don't want to go down that road. Wisdom, I think, is keeping me on this vein. So I'm just going to say it. And that is that I choose to believe that some of the special gifts of boredom are to allow you to up your creativity skill up your portal jumping skill, and this is the good one, up your manifestation skill. Now, this is the other part. I remember when we would collect our thoughts or whatever, there was this one time I was a little kid and, you know, having my little session in front of the aquarium while I'm daydreaming. Because the rule was too, don't chit chat to each other. Because, you know, it was, we were little kids and it, I told you we had six six kids and my, my uh, mom, you know, had six kids. And so my grandmother would have us over and she was like, I don't want all that chit chatting. Collect your thoughts, be quiet and, you know, rest your minds. <laughs> and so we wouldn't talk. We were obedient. We wouldn't talk to each other. So each, each one of us, we're able, we, we were able, each was, excuse me, each one of us was able to have our own world to ourselves while we were there with each other, collecting our thoughts. And I remember I saw myself twirling up a time. Little did I know that, let me see if I was like eight or nine around that time, I, I started learning how to twirl the baton when I was uh 13, 14. Yeah. Cause I was in varsity band. Yeah. Around that time. I can't say for certain that I manifested that, but what I will say is that it was during one of those times when I knew nothing about twirling a baton or any of that kind of stuff that I saw myself doing it. I imagined it and I was good at it. And then lo and behold, a few years later, five, five or six years later, I'm twirling, learning to twirl a baton. And I got to the point where I could twirl two batons plus fire batons. So, you know, now don't ask me to do that now, you guys, because it's been some years since I picked up a baton. But what I am saying is that if I had not been bored, if my grandmother had not had the common wisdom, mother wit, to make us sit ourselves still and, uh, quote unquote, collect our thoughts, I don't think that the invitation of boredom would have come and offered me the creative portal to jump to different worlds, different manifestations, and different uh, ways of being. And so when I'm talking about this wisdom, I hope I'm making you proud. By the, I mean, boredom, excuse me, boredom and wisdom, yes. I hope I'm making both of you proud because I want to repent for just harping on the bad side of boredom. Yes, there is a problem. You do need to be aware, but you can also use it when the time permits at the right time to do some creative work, some creative exploring, some manifesting that is out of this world. So now I want to talk about this other side and, um, of the gifts of boredom. And I want to talk about how boredom, the portal that boredom offers, is exploratory. And there are certain things that I have found that 
in my adult life that you can use these portals that boredom offers to deal with. Have you ever been bored and instead of having these wonderful daydreams, you start getting these remembrances or memories of stuff that makes you twitch or shake your head? No, I don't want to think about that or whatever. And if that's you, you can just slightly, you know, lift lift the eyebrow or pinky up to say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and uh, you're like, oh, why am I thinking about that? It's been years or whatever. What I have found as well is that when you allow yourself, boredom will help you to excise out stale, trapped, chaotic energy. And the reason why um, it does this is because stale, trapped, chaotic energy can manifest itself in our being, in our body, as anger and illness, disease. And so boredom is not made to be a plague in your life. Boredom is, I believe, constructed to be a road sign along your personal life's highway to tell you when it's time to either uh, have creative sessions, portal jumps, manifesting, or when it's time to root out trapped, chaotic, stale energy that's stagnant, or, and we'll talk about this one next, tap into creative energy, which is also chaotic as well. And and deal with it. One of the things that I was shocked to find out when I was going through school and learning how to do different counseling theories and then actually put them in, putting them into practice with real people is that most folks have a misnomer conception about what anger truly is. See, most people only see anger as the volatile, active anger. They don't understand that it has a range and a scale just like any other kind of thing. So you can think of anger in temperaments. People don't realize that annoyance is on the scale of anger. Frustration is on the scale of anger. And on and on it goes. And so when people are confronted with these stale, chaotic energies, Sometimes they're like, oh, well, I'm over that or I don't know why this is coming up because they feel apathy towards it. And when you feel apathy, apathy can be a defensive mechanism that helps you to be able to confront or or deal with something without really having to deal with it because the body is trying to keep you from re-traumatizing yourself. And so boredom. <laughs> and I, I, like I said before, I want to do well by boredom today because I know I can rag badly on it. And I almost said something, but I'm going to keep this light, okay, boredom? Boredom is really good at opening up those pathways to invite you in to start doing the work to heal, to break up that compacted staleness in your life and, and move it forward. Um Going back to this whole anger thing and the different uh, gradations of it, you'll also notice that sometimes anger appears, it, it's, it's invisible to you, even though that's really what it is. I have seen people who have held grudges against folks they didn't even know they were holding grudges against. Have you ever had a situation where somebody, you might have had an interaction with them growing up or you worked with them or whatever, and you might find yourself saying things like, I don't know what it is about them. I just never liked them. 
They never really did anything to you. You just never liked them. And there is something within them or what they represent or what they did that triggered you. And that trigger, unevaluated, undealt with, turned into part of this collection of trapped chaotic energy that we can all have if we're not aware of it. And thus, you can be holding grudges and crap for years for people that you can barely remember their name, but your body sure does remember that trapped chaotic energy that made no sense to you at the time. And it's just swirling around in a big old constipated pool of anger. And you have to be careful because anger suppressed and packed down turns into depression because it takes a lot of energy to keep it pushed down. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about um, boredom in a not so good way. And I talked about how uh, studies are showing that a lot of people, instead of suffering from clinical depression, they are suffering from compacted boredom. But there is, on the other hand, a bridge between boredom and depression. And it is through this trapped chaotic energy of anger. So if you feel frustrated, if you feel numb to certain things, ambivalence, um, shiftlessness, aimlessness, all that stuff we talked about from yesterday, it could be that that is energy, memories, muscle memory, whatever you want to call it, trauma, all of those things that you need to work out. So I know I've talked a lot about that. So how do you get rid of the uh, trapped chaotic energy? When boredom starts showing you this stuff, One of the fastest, and I believe, simplest ways for you to self-heal through this is to exercise it out. um, So there are certain energies, negative, uh, negative emotions that do well with you expressing them out, like talk, talk therapy, talking them out. But then there are others that do well for you to exercise them out. Have you ever had someone tell you you need to cool down, go take a walk, go take a drive, or do something? You notice is Uh, um, anger is attached to movement. And so I would tell you, move consciously thinking about all the stuff that is coming up. You got bored and now you're starting to think about an old uh, ex who did you wrong. and, And, you know, why are you thinking about that now? Instead of asking the why, do something that is non harmful to you or others, but start moving. It could be you take a drive, it could be you go for a walk, it could be you kickbox or uh, you go um, ride horses or whatever it is that floats your boat. And as you're doing that stuff, conscious, consciously, Allow that energy to come up and let you deal with it because while you're mentally reliving it or dealing with it, the fact that your body is moving is helping you to exercise it out. And it helps you by moving so that you don't get traumatized and pulled down into this emotional spiral that leads to total numbness. Then the next thing that I'm going to say about the secret gifts of boredom is creative energy. A lot of people don't realize that when you have creative energy, creative energy has a toll that must be paid. And that toll can easily be a short wick where you get this boost of ideas, you go to do them, and then guess what? You're bored. 
you don't feel like doing it. Your your mind is wandering all over the place and you've lost the taste for it, the interest in it. And you're like, why? I was so enthusiastic about it. And I've even heard people say, I love the idea of it. I just don't love the implementation of doing it. And it is because uh, creative energy is in the same realm of chaotic energy. And for as high as you go with feeling uh, exuberant about the possibilities of what you can create when it comes time. So, you know, that's the innovative um, part of you. When it comes time to be the implementer part of you, uh, that energy now requires some things that are not fun, like self-control, self-discipline, because that chaotic energy, think of it as like a bronc, a, 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 a horse, a wild horse, trying not to be written and it's trying to buck you and 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 uh, get you off of its back. So it takes a lot of energy to hold on to that. And people don't realize it that a lot of times when you start doing something like that, if you're not ready for it, it'll buck you off in any kind of way you any kind of way it can come through. And the easiest way is for you to think you're losing interest. But if you hold on, if you hold on, remember there is a partition, an invitation that boredom will present to you if you stick in there. And on the other side of it are those portals to be able to visualize, daydream, and have a creative thread that can make you go to different portals of possibilities where you can see and create and manifest all of this great stuff that lives out there. But it's temperamental. And yes, uh, boredom, I got I to gotta say this, boredom, boredom can be capricious. It can be moody. It can be all of those little prickly things. And so just being real on the real real that you have to be aware of that or I would like for you to be aware of that. So as my time is coming to a close, I want to I want to just recap some of the things that we've talked about for the secret gifts of wisdom. And these are things that I'm glad I know them now. But I tell you, boy, it sure would have been nice if somebody had told me about them when I was younger. All the things I could have done, all the people I could have just gotten out of my the trunk of my emotional suitcase and all of this kind of stuff. Boy, it would have been great. So going back, boredom is not all bad, okay? I'm trying to make friends with you, boredom. You see, I'm I'm doing this, okay? The people are listening, okay? So boredom does have a function in our life. And its function is to allow us to do the psychic, mental, emotional work of the powers that we don't tap into as much, those subconscious powers that can create in the firmament of the total possibility so that we will get direction on how to do them, to manifest them and make them real in real life. I'm going to suggest, and I know this sounds cliche-ish, but I am going to suggest that just maybe next time, if you've got at least an hour where you don't have to do something else, When you feel bored, instead of picking up your phone or your Nintendo Switch or whatever mobile game or or going, you know, and playing a game on your PC or whatever it is, instead of doing that, I just want you to sit with it. And when you get that itch of, I'm bored, I need to do something, I want to watch something, instead, go 
through that portal to the other side where you your your mind starts to drift and allow yourself to daydream or nightdream depending on what time of day it is allow yourself to go on a fanciful ride on the gossamer wings of the what if in this portal of of wherever it wants to take you um I remember reading so many different accounts of great inventors who said, I either slept on it, I meditated on it, or I just thought about it. Go with the intention of, like my grandmother said, just collecting your thoughts with no real goal in mind and see where it takes you. Don't be afraid of the different portals of worlds that you jump to when you have this opportunity. And don't be upset if you fall off, you know, into a little bit of sleep, understanding that you've probably done a lot of psychic work and you needed the little pick me up. And think about the ability of, of manifesting. And when we say manifesting, Making things in these worlds is way easier than it is on this particular plane of existence of reality. But I will say this, if you manifest it there, it will make it easier to bring it forward here. And so allow yourself to have those fanciful joy rides through the portal that boredom will afford you. And if you find that you are confronted with some stale, trapped, chaotic energy. And you'll know you're there because maybe you will feel the heat of the anger or maybe you'll be reminded of uh, memories of either people or times or situations. And I'm going to tell you, that includes when you were doing something stupid, (laughs) okay? Instead of just shaking it off and saying, I don't want to think about that, Allow yourself to take a few moments to let it sh- let let the slideshow of memories come to you, and depending on how you feel, either own up to the lesson if it's a lesson coming, where you can look at it from a, a you know being a little removed, or uh, work it out. Do something to move your body. There have been times when I have had these situations come hard and heavy on me and I'll grab my little jump rope and I'll start jumping. And I'm going to tell you, I can't jump that long, but that's all I need to be able to start getting that out of my body and thinking, thinking at the time I used to thank wisdom. I still thank you wisdom, but now I'm going to remember to thank boredom as well for helping me to root out those things that will come in and overtake my garden. And the last thing, Understand that this is a direct pathway to getting you into that chaotic creative energy that helps you come up with ideas that you've never entertained before. So don't be afraid of it and and take the joy ride when it comes instead of outsourcing to something external your every moment to keep you engaged and entertained. So guess what? Yep. Y'all, my time is up. I do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget, you guys, to continue to support us, if you will. When you go to Amazon to do all your shopping, please use our link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. Check the show notes for other ways to get in touch and support. And guess what? I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. 
And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.